It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on TogiNet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships sans the sleaze factor while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. And now here's your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. Today I'm going to be talking about something that most people are aware of, but they don't really kind of put them together in the area with sexuality and sexual function. Some people do, those who are, you know, affected by it, those who are not, but they may be partnered with someone who is. And that is the growing crisis of chronic conditions in the U.S. Now, I just quickly, you know, checked on, and, you know, now these are old numbers, too. These are from, like, 2010 or something. But 133 million Americans, that's 45% of the population, have at least one chronic disease. Now, that could be a, um, they might have had uh, a diabetes, they might have a cardiac condition, they may have um, hepatitis B and C, they may have um, had a stroke, they may have chronic back pain. Chronic back pain is one of the toughest things to treat. And one of the things that for many people, if they do have a surgery, uh, it is even more debilitating. And it may relieve pain to a certain amount, but then it, after two years, things kind of go back to the way they were. All you have to do to see what happens for people if they have a back surgery, take a look at Phil Collins. He no longer can even do his singing at his concerts standing up. He has to sit down. Um, Anyway, what I'm looking at is the impact of chronic conditions on, and I'm titling it, and I think this is going to be my next ebook for my site. Now what? Sex life when your body and your mind change because of chronic conditions. So I will go into that. But the other thing I wanted to just touch on today is something that I saw over the weekend. And it was a young boy who was in a Trader Joe's with his family. And he obviously had some form of, it appeared to be uh, on the autistic spectrum. And the, um, the shrieking at the top of his lungs, the yelling, the running down, the um, hallway flapping his arms, and those things are very much associated with the connection to vaccine damage. And what I looked at when I saw this young boy is I realized this child will never 
be a contributing member of society ever. And he doesn't have a uh, genetic uh, chronic issue. He has something that he has been brain damaged. And the reason for the flapping of the arms is that <clears throat> when part of the brain is damaged by the heavy metals that are crossing, particularly like with the flu vaccines, um, the uh, mercury, the aluminum that cross the brain barrier, what happens is it kills like that the neuron development in the brain. So what you will see is that they will start walking on their tiptoes. They will start flapping their arms because literally their brain cannot progress past that point because it's been stunted and damaged. But I really, I looked at this and I see it much more regularly now than ever before that if we keep going and this is um, Stephanie Sennett, S-E-N-N-E-T-T, -T, her work and looking at if we continue with the vaccine schedule the way that it is, we will have, it's like one in, one in two children will end up being um, on the autistic spectrum or having some form of vaccine damage. And it's not that far away, like 20, um, 2020, 2025. That's not that far away, people. Um, so we have to look at taking better care of our health because we are going to have a generation of people who are not going to be able to take care of themselves. They will have, they'll exhaust the resources of their family mentally, emotionally, and financially. And I just watched this father and he knew that, I mean, all he could do was just, he was trying to sue this son and hold him, but that wasn't doing any good. This is like a seven or eight year old boy and he's a big kid. So anyways, I'm looking at the chronic conditions that people are dealing with. And quickly, as I said, I just pulled up one figure and it's talking about, you know, 45% of the population. But the other thing is the impact on reducing a person's quality of life. And so I'll just, you know, start with this. I mean, let's be honest. We do expect our bodies to change as we grow up and mature. We anticipate those changes. Yet sometimes the changes result in a chronic condition that limits our lifestyle, our mobility, our thoughts, and our sex life. And what I'm also going to do is I'm going to look at what could be possible solutions. And some of those solutions, when I first did this outline, I didn't even know about them. Now I do. I can add in more for this. So whether it is the thought that no one will ever find me attractive because of a scar or, you know, an amputation or something else that has happened or, and you know, a chronic viral STI, sexually transmitted infection, uh, for those people who would have um, herpes. I mean, it's, you can't get rid of it. It's there, but you know, your own immune system invariably is the thing that takes care of it. It keeps it suppressed. But for most people, if you do have a, um, an STI, one of the biggest things that people will do is they make a point of they will tell a new partner. And that is something that um, they don't want to have that person deal with what they had to deal with. But so, uh, you know, but I'm here to share with you that what others who are in your position have done 
and continue to do that keeps them connected to their partners, finding new partners, and continuing an intimate sex life. And in short, your peeps living life on their terms. And one of the groups, there are so many more online groups where if you have something, you invariably can find a Facebook group, excuse me, that, you know, will the people will be, have share your same things. It used to be that, you know, there were people would go to um, herpes support groups that I had a friend of mine who was the physician for them. And it's because they felt that no one else could understand what they were going through. And to a certain extent, they're probably right. Now, now my disability expert colleagues have schooled me that there's a profound difference between growing up with a disability and acquiring one later in life. For one group, they have always known their body this way. I have a friend who has had um, severe rheumatoid arthritis, and she's had it her entire life to the point of, you know, she's always having to deal with um, an injury or another surgery. And, but that's, she's known that her entire life. And yet for others, it's a steeper and sometimes more shocking learning curve when they have um, a chronic condition or a chronic issue that boom, hits them like you know, um, a car accident and they're left with a form of injury or paralysis. And I use the term learning when I talk about the learning curve because that is what I want this book, what I'm gonna be talking about, and this information to give to you that your own self-paced learning curve to the intimacy you want. Some people may want to, you know, they may have a, a partner that they've been with for years, so their ability to adjust what is going on is much more, um, they probably have a, a shorter cycle, but it can also be where someone says, this is not what I signed up for, and they're out of there. I, I've seen that as well. Now, I've also organized this information in a top-down fashion. So starting with your head, all the way down to your toes. So that way, you can go directly to the information that's most relevant to you, your partner, or someone that you were you know, being support to. Now, here's something that I learned through 11 years doing presentations on sexuality for the Road to Recovery organization that supports severely injured soldiers and that many times the main caregiver is the mother or a sibling because many of these injured soldiers are young. Some of them may be married, but not all of them. And so it falls on the mother to take care of them. Now, these are your soldiers and their ability to have love and sex in their lives is coached always in one question that they say to me, will I be able to have children? That's one of the first questions or when the, you know, the doctors, when they're at, um, coming out of surgery, that their first question will be, how's my junk? Um, because they don't have any protection when there's blast injuries for the genitals. Um, all that soft tissue is exposed from you know, the body armors there, but there's no body armor between the legs. So there are also different things to consider you know, if you're already in the relationship, in a marriage, and if you're single. So I will bring two, I'm going to try and do a buffet of ideas from the experts of, you know, 
So when do you disclose that you have something? And the range of questions and information is also created for you to meet you where you are. We're coming up to our first break. And when we come back, I'm going to start with chat, the, what I'm going to call chapter number one. Look the world squarely in the face. You have to really, you have to start with your head because sometimes that's the thing that's taking you out the most. Stay with me. I'll be right back with sexuality and chronic issues. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Padgett. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. To lose weight, we know that each day we need to burn more calories than we take in through eating, and exercise burns more calories. According to Discovery Health, a 150-pound person will burn about 60 calories while taking a one-hour nap. One hour of sitting and watching television burns about the same. But if that 150-pound person takes a one-hour brisk walk, then say goodbye to more than 250 calories. Cardio exercise like running, biking, swimming, and brisk walking are the best modes of exercise to burn the highest amount of calories and will get the endorphins flowing in your body. Those feel-good neurotransmitters boost your mood naturally. So use exercise to burn calories, lose weight, and to feel good. I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. This is the Toginet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. that many prospective college students work under the management of handlers. A tutor helps with SAT preparation while a consultant concocts the perfect resume to present to colleges. They say the closest people ever come to perfection is on their resume. But college admission staffs aren't so bubbleable. That means gullible when it comes to sorting out students' qualifications. What's another word for a person with enough education to go to college? A tancom. The graduation cap was initially a hood and is believed to date back to the Celtic times when druid priests wore capes and hoods to symbolize their intelligence. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Again, as anytime, if you have any questions, you can reach out to my site, loupaget.com, spelled like my name, L-O-U-P-A-G-E-T.com, and you can do a, you know, contact 
send a message that way, or you can send it through office at lupaget.com. Um, and <clears throat> I said before the break, I'd start with the head information, starting with the thing. And I said, because, you know, let's be honest, your head is what present is presented most prominently to the world and how we receive the majority of our information, you know, from the world. So if something is cluttering that transmission or the reception, one needs to adjust or adapt. So if it is a visual adaption, um, that may be difficult for people if their number one turn on is something visual. Well, I know for people who have been blinded, they still, the images are still in their head. They dream and they're, they're, they can see things in their dreams. Their eyes just are not able to see it when you know, they're you know, fully conscious. So what I suggest to people is you already have a, uh, you know, a downloads of things that you know work for you, but you can also add to it the other, sense, the other senses that you've got, sense of touch, your sense of smell. Invariably, those senses get heightened because our brain, one of the most um, power-hungry parts of our brain is our eyes. That it takes a huge amount of energy for us to have vision. So the other senses, the hearing, the touch, the smell, and the taste, those often get heightened. And I use, uh, as an example, a gentleman who, when he was blind as a result of diabetes, and I was dating his son, and I was meeting him for the first time, and he said to me, um, may I touch your face so I can see what, you know, so I so I know what you look like. And I said, of course. And you know, he very gently touched my face and said something very complimentary. But that was how he now, you know, that's how he saw his world. It was through his hands. Now, let's say you're dealing with someone, and I'll, you know, for military, a lot of the military now coming back, it isn't the blast injury so much, but it is the traumatic brain injury and the PTSD or post, you know, traumatic stress. And now those can be from anything. Someone can have TBI many times as a result of um, sports injuries. And one of the main number one coming forward solutions for uh, these athletes is stem cell therapy. So they would get uh, an injection, an IV injection of stem cells. And the big thing that stem cells do um, is they go immediately and deal with the inflammation. So what would happen if someone has a traumatic brain injury, they could get that, you know, like football, after the game on Saturday or Sunday, first thing on Monday morning. They are getting prophylactically a, um, an IV of stem cells that will help their brain repair. And it's something that they have some great studies that they've just done. And, and, and I'm not going to go into the, the, the rat study, but it is phenomenal, the results they're getting. And with the, um, the traumatic brain patients. Because many of the medications that are being given for traumatic brain and for PTS, for post-traumatic stress, they wipe out libido. They wipe out, you know, 
sexuality. And they wipe out, they, they basically alter what people's personalities are like. And I remember speaking with a gentleman at the most recent, second most recent, um, Road to Recovery conference. And he was a, I think he was a major, uh, sergeant? I'm sorry, I don't remember. But he was a high-ranking, he was an officer, and he had been injured. And he wanted to be able to have sex with his wife. But he was on nine different meds during the day, and he was not able to have an erection. And it was absolutely painful for him to talk about this. And I said, you, you realize you are not alone in this. And that's one of the other things. Men often will not talk to other men, even though they may be going through something similar, to see what is a solution or what can they do. And I told him, I said, you can find out if you can get you know, lower doses on things, but many times your physicians are not going to be able to talk to you about sexual function. And he said he was so thankful that we were a panel that was at this event because there is nowhere else that these particular soldiers could go. But it's also the same thing for most people when they go to see a physician. If you have, you know, traumatic, you know, if you have PTS from uh, a horrific event that occurred in your life, that's going to be something that whenever there's stress events occurring, that's going to take you out of, you know, the ability to be intimate for people who may have had it with a former partner. So there are times when, you know, is it a diagnosed mental condition? You know, a lot of these conditions really impact one's self-confidence. And let's say, you know, there's depression. Many people have depression as a result of, you know, here's some of the best and easiest things that people can do to take care of themselves is change their diet. Hello, wakey wakey at the front of the line. No kidding. If you are eating the standard American diet with all of the toxic uh, chemicals in it, with the GMOs that are in it, you are setting yourself up for obesity and cancer. I'm just telling you, it's coming down. It's, it's on the plate going into you. So I, I tend to be a little more hardcore than most people because I've seen the difference the massive difference that changing what you're eating is can, can adjust and change many things. I mean, diabetes, obesity is considered to be type 3 diabetes. That is how prevalent it is. But let me just continue with the things in, in, in the head. Let's say you have a hearing issue or tinnitus. That's another thing that's difficult to treat. And the only way that they thought that they could do it was to cut the auditory nerve and then the person wakes up out of surgery and they still have that ringing in their ears. And for those who have it, when I first get it, it's absolutely maddening. Um, and you know, I know a few people that have had it, sometimes it, it goes away, sometimes it doesn't. And again, it is a matter of you know, getting, finding a physician or finding a treatment that can reduce the actual impact of it. Let's say you have a problem with your neck. You may have a bone spur or something in your neck. That's going to be impacting 
what positions you can be in for sex, the things you could do um, orally, the things you might be able to try and do. And sometimes what I've suggested to people is because it's painful to move, I know it sounds funny, but try using a neck brace. And, you know, you can decorate the outside of it with, you know, whatever you want, you know, hearts, bows, collars, you know, make it into, you know, a BDSM collar. But that way, you don't have to worry about your neck tweaking and causing you pain when you're doing something. It also is for people who have, you know, a neck injury, they may have to maintain um, sitting up positions. So they may have to sit more than lie down or be on their side um, for any sexual positions that they're in. Now, are there medications that you're taking that could be changing things for you? Many medications, I would say all medications, have some impact, some side effect. It may not be really noticeable at first, but the majority of them have them, particularly the meds, uh, the, the, psych uh, the psychiatric meds, um, the uh, antidepressants, the anti-anxiety, the uh, antihypertensive, anything that says anti is going to have an issue on your body and your body's sexual function or your emotional functioning. Let's say that, you know, you have dentures and, you know, you're wanting to try oral sex. Well, make sure that they're in, you know, um, with a, you know, a clean amount of adhesive. Or if you have a, um, a mouthpiece, you know, like you've got some pieces and you can just, just take them out and, you know, don't keep them there. But TMJ is another thing that many people suffer from. And, you know, there's now different uh, physicians who advertise taking care of that. But, you know, the things that you have to deal with, they're real. And many times people want to be with someone who loves them and who they can love. They don't want to be alone by themselves. They want to have someone who will share their lives. I use um, Shiloh Harris, who was a staff sergeant retired in the Army, and he ended up getting blown up by an IED, and his book is called Steel Will. And they could not believe that he actually survived. This was like un un unbelievable. But I remember meeting Shiloh at uh, one of the Road to Recovery events, and so much of his arm was scar tissue, like almost all scar tissue. He couldn't feel anything because scar tissue doesn't have as much sensitivity. But now what is happening, people can use stem cell injected into scar tissue to soften it, to make it more um, pliable and more malleable. And also, he would have to use, there's a little thing called a pinwheel, and it looks like that thing that you draw if people um, know someone who used to do patterns and you would run along. That was the only thing he could feel. Now, coming up to our next break, when we come back, I'm going to talk about chronic conditions when no one else sees it, but you know it. Here are the tunes. This 
to Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. With your host, Lou Paget. techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. make gladden girls but they seem to burden guys that's what a recent study by live science says women respond with happy gratitude when they receive a present but when a man unwraps a gift he immediately feels a sense of obligation to the giver even those women who really don't like getting presents are pretty good at faking a smile what do you call a person who fakes a smile an exodesiast According to psychologists, men tend to keep mental notes of what they got from whom and check it against their own generosity. Women, on the other hand, take gift-giving much less seriously. I guess ever since Eve gave Adam the apple, there's been trouble between sexes about gifts. Have you ever unwrapped a G-Food jet? That's another name for any gift you'd just rather put in the garbage. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. When it comes to losing weight, there is nothing better than to see the numbers on the scale get lower and lower. But what happens if you hit a plateau? All of a sudden, you're not losing weight like you were before, and it feels like everything has stalled. Weight Watchers offers tips to plow through your plateau and to get back on the weight loss trail. First of all, increase your physical activity. Exercise more and watch the weight drop off. Another way to tip the scales in the correct direction is to eat right and write it down. Record everything that you eat. Cheating here and there doesn't work, so be meticulous to follow the plan exactly. Strengthen your resolve to lose that weight and go after it full force. You will not be disappointed. I'm Annette Hammond. If you're a fan of Fitness Minute, like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Um. That what I'm going to be talking about in this is section number two, which is no one else sees it, but you know it's there. And these are many of the things that will happen where people won't tell someone. Um, they'll keep themselves covered up. They'll completely, you know, if they have a, a, a scar or something, um, they don't want people to know that they have it. And the first one I'm going to start with is diabetes. And these are old numbers, but I was trying to find on the RAND organization, but a previous was from literally from 2000. And it said every 30 seconds, someone, there is an American who has a lower limb amputation as a result of diabetes. Now those are old numbers. And we now have a growing population of children and adults who are type 2 diabetics. And that is totally connected in the in most cases to their diet. What they're, you know, 
the food they're putting in their bodies? Are they eating the, you know, the sad diet, the standard American diet? If they are, chances are they are getting food that is toxic, is not good nutrition, and all it does is cause them to gain weight or it ends up creating a um, addictive food cycle the way that diet sodas do with sugar or with the sweeteners, which don't, you know, the, sweet, the false sweeteners um, are just evil, but I think everyone already knows that. <clears throat> so diabetes, number one thing is exercise and your diet to take care of that. Yes, there are medications. There are companies that have made fortunes off of this, but why not do your own work to reduce your own levels and not have it be that you have to be on constant medication. Medication is going to be impacting other areas of your body. But sometimes for people, they end up having neuropathy. They, they can't feel, so they can't, they can't feel their partner's bodies. And other times, people will have, they have, they're particularly for men, they're not able to have erections because the diabetes, the, the thick blood, impacts the smallest blood vessels first. And where do you think some of the smallest blood vessels are? In the penis. Now, no one else, you know, let's say you need to use, um, you know you want to use protection. Um, if someone has, you can't see it, but you know someone has shared with you that um, they have something, or you don't know if they've got it and you want to keep you safe. So whether you're female or male, you can use the Italian method um, if you are with a um, male partner, and that's, that's putting a condom on with your mouth. And it allows you to, A, make sure it's in place, and that way you know it's there. You have the, the protection from you know, uh, a pregnancy or from transmission if there's a um, uh, HIV um, some, it doesn't protect against all, that's, that's sure, but what it does do is it gives you a much better chance of keeping yourself protected. There's also a product that I just saw in the uh, European news, uh, European novelty news, and they're called Laurels, L-O-R-A-L, and they are panties that are worn while receiving oral sex or being rimmed, which is anal play. And the woman who created it, did so because she wanted to have, um, she said, according to the uh, creator of it, Melanie Kristoff, four out of five women in the U.S. sometimes say no to cunnilingus, oral sex, even though they'd actually like to say yes, and the reason being that they hadn't showered that day or because they were menstruating. But the Laurel, so she and her invention could make such worries a thing of the past. They are paper-thin, latex panties that do create a barrier but still allow for any and all sensation to be felt. And so I read this and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And so they spent years in research and development working with different manufacturers and rounds of prototypes and they eventually determined to use the latex dipping process. Now that's also used for condoms and what they do is they have these, um, just think of like the end of a wand and it's the shape of a like a standard condom, and these things go dipped into the latex bath and then come back out. And 
So they're super thin, and they, you know, to make, they made the clothing items. That's what they made um, laurels out of. Now, going on talking about no one else sees it, but you know it. What happens if someone has, you have a trigger that, you know, if someone says a particular word or does a particular move because of something that may have happened to you before, this is something that you may, you need to share with a partner so that they don't do it or that they are aware of it. If you have a chronic STI, um, herpes, one or two, hepatitis B and C and others, HIV, let's say you know about it, you're dealing with shame. Um, there are support groups locally and online. Um, if you, again, you know about it, you're on prophylactic meds for a condition. Um, these are things that they can all impact your feeling about yourself, about your partner, about be, wanting to be intimate. And sometimes if people have a chronic sexual condition, they won't even go for coffee because having coffee could very well lead to um, a date, which may they worry may lead to sex and they just can't even, they can't even go there. So, you know, the, there's surgeries that, you know, you may have had, a, you know, a back neck fusion. And again, talked about that, that may have you not be able to bend. Well, there's different positions. There's also toys. Um, Sports Sheets is a company that has all kinds of products. That And let me tell you something. As uh, Dr. Linda Mona, who she is a um, uh, psychologist who works at the VA system uh, here in California, and she is one of uh, the panel uh, when we do our presentations for the military, the severely injured soldiers. And she said, let me tell you something. People who have disabilities are incredibly, incredibly creative when it comes to using toys. So, um, and Sports Sheets is the company that I was talking about, that they have uh, toys that can be put on doors, that can hold someone in place, so you don't have to have the body strength. So you can, you can be intimate, and yet you can still enjoy yourself because you're not having to hold yourself somewhere. You can, you know, use different straps and get yourself into a position. Because for many people, what they want to do is they want to have a sense of normalcy that this is what they're doing. Um, they may have to do things differently if they have a chronic condition or if they have a, an injury that has, you know, caused something. So the more, most importantly, when you have something that's going on, you need to let the person know and talk about, you know, I, I can't do this, I can't bend here. And, you know, when we talk about the torso, we're talking about, you know, because when we go into the next area of your body, you know, you need to know what, if you have pain somewhere, are you going to have to take pain medication before you have sex? Will that change what you, how you respond? Will there be, uh, there is a, a company and uh, she is, is called, it is literally uh, medical marijuana for um, people having sex. And her site is called Canasexual, C-A-N-N-A-S-E-X-U-A-L, Canasexual. And she'll walk you through how to use cannabis 
if you have issues during sex, either with pain or with being triggered. Here comes our next break, and I'll be back after this and talk about limbs, arms, and other, and genitals and the geography lesson for your partner. Be back right after this. with Lou on Toginet with your host Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. This is the Tokenet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. It's words you never heard. Have you ever walked into a room on a mission to get something and totally forgot what you went in there for? I do it all the time, which makes me feel like a total sieve head, as the Brits would say. Some might blame it on old age, but a recent study reported in the Quarterly Journal of Experimental Psychology suggests the simple act of passing through a doorway causes memory lapses. It appears the brain regards a doorway as an event boundary and effectively files away whatever you were thinking about as soon as you step through. What's the word for the feeling your thoughts are being stolen? New kleptia. So, what's the solution? Try carrying an object that reminds you of the task. For example, if you go into another room to get a pair of scissors, carry the object you want to cut. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. And welcome back. Um, we're talking about sexuality and chronic conditions, what to do when your mind and your body change. And I just went on to the RAND, um, R-A-N-D site, and, you know, it's, it's opening comment is, and so what is a chronic condition? I should have said that at the beginning. It's a physical or mental health condition that lasts more than one year and causes functional restrictions or requires ongoing monitoring and treatment. And 
the issue becomes when someone has more than one chronic condition. And these are figures that six in 10 American adults had at least one chronic condition in 2014. That's the latest year for which data were available. And four in 10 had more than one. And when you look at the trends, they're saying, you know, the increase in women from 2008 to 2014, there was a tremendous increase in um, anxiety. And now the thing I'd wonder about is did they just do this based on prescriptions of anti-anxiety medications to women? Because there are times when they will tell someone, um, you know, here it says, for women, the prevalence of anxiety disorders increased the most between 2008 and 2014, while hypertension increased for most men. And for women, this, my thing is, did they just prescribe them this because they are, you know, they're giving them more meds uh, rather than saying, let's, let's deal with something else. They're diagnosing incorrectly. That would be my first thought. Anyway, um, going back to the, let's say you have um, torso, let's say you have a colostomy and all of a sudden you're like, now what am I going to do? Um, do I tape it in place? You can. You can get a band that can go around your abdomen. You can empty it, you know, so it stays in place and, you know, it's not going to be rubbed off or, you know, it flattens up against you. So, and it's almost like you'd be wearing, you know, a big wide belt. That's one uh, solution that people have had. People, some, many times women are very self-conscious uh, about stretch marks from pregnancies and they don't want anyone to see, you know, what their body looks like now. Even top models have said they become, you know, very insecure about what their bodies look like now. And let's say, you know, you have your celiac or you've got irritable bowel or you have um, a, a, a gut thing that's ongoing. You know, let's say you had a breast removed, you'd had a, a testicle removed. If you have a lung condition, you know, when we talk about that, um, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, then for these people, what they can do is things that are not as, you know, they, they get out of breath very easily. And so being in a position and not doing things, get some toys. You don't have to make, you know, you don't have to have all of the, you know, motion and everything. Um, you don't have to make all of the moves yourself. You can have a toy make them. And that'll make, it'll make things a little easier for you. Now, let's say that there's a lack of flexibility in arms and legs. And I spoke with a you know, friend of mine who is a, um, a top physician. And she said, you know, off the top of her head, um, she said, these are the things. And number two for her was joint replacements. And I know they will often tell women that they can't, you know, open their legs wide after they've had a hip um, replacement. Well, the reason for that is because they designed these hip things so that they only work in a sort of a forward um, motion thing and they don't want to have them going to the side and dislocating. But if there's a, you know, I have had um, a top uh, yoga instructor, you know, she's, uh, she's third generation doing this and she said, if you, you know, once the, you know, the, the 
hip itself is healed. She said there are things that can be done. So a woman is just not, you know, relegated to uh, not having the type of sex that she could enjoy. And the same thing for men with hips and joint surgery, the and, and the knees in particular, because if the knees are sore, um, let's say shoulders are sore, then it makes it tough for them to do positions that they used to enjoy. But people who have, you know, these, um, a shoulder issue, elbows, knees, hips, let's say there's their hands have arthritis in them. There are, get the sugar out of your diet and a lot of the inflammation in your body is going to go bye-bye very quickly. And um, particularly, you know, with things for um, arthritic conditions. What happens if you've had an amputation? Well, you know, you can, you know, discuss that at some point and, you know, or if it's, a, if it's someone who you've already been in a relationship with, um, that's an easier one to, uh, that's a much easier one to address than someone who is just, you know, starting dating. Um, let's say you have cerebral palsy and you're going to be having sex. You, you know, when do you take your meds to reduce spasms? When do you, you know, how soon before and how much of an impact will that have on you? Let's say there's a spinal cord injury, either partial or complete. Um, one of the things that people who are, who have been lifelong in, uh, wheelchairs or disabled, their comment is oftentimes people will assume if you have an injury or if you have a chronic condition that you're somehow all of a sudden sexless and that couldn't be farther from the truth. Um, there are many ways that people who, uh, have, you know, wheelchairs, they have as many desires as anybody else. And I remember one young man, he could not masturbate. He said, I'm not able to masturbate. But he said, I want to try and find something because he said, you know, the other guys that I'm studying with, they go, I'm just going to go home and jack off. He said, I can't even do that. So I was trying to find a toy that would be firm enough for him, for him to use. Um, I wasn't able to find it at that time. But there are more, a lot more masturbating sleeves with different varieties of uh, tension and pressure that if I'd, known, if I'd known about them then or they'd been out then, I could have recommended those for him. Let's say that there's an injury from an accident and your chronic condition is you have an injury to your genitals. Um, you are in a biking accident and uh, hit and compress the uh, pelvic hypogastric nerve and you now lack, you know, sensation in certain areas. Well, then, you know, go to other areas that still have sensation. Let's say that you are, you have become anorgasmic, meaning you can't have an orgasm as a result of the meds you're on, whether that is blood pressure meds, um, any cardiac meds, uh, antidepressive meds. These are things that, you know, erectile issues and anorgasmia I mean, some people have said, why would I even bother trying? Because I, there's really nothing in it for me. They may try doing other oral or manual things or toy things with a partner. So you may need to self-pleasure or, you know, and masturbation to find out what your new normal is. Now, let's say you're, you're someone who is dealing with pain, pain, and more pain. Well, you know, if it's intermittent, pain can be 
absolutely the worst thing because if you can't get it under control, the last thing you're going to want to do is do something, you know. And I, I'm going to use stem cells again. It was a, a series put out by filmmaker Jeff Hay, and it's entitled The Miracle, one second, what do you call it? The Healing Miracle, and it's all about stem cells. And there were uh, former professional athletes who were using stem cells, um, IV injection, and also directly into their knees. And that one guy was literally, he had the gun in his hand, and his mother, his mother came and put her hand on his shoulder, and that's what stopped him. But he was literally in bed, and he's like 38 years old, unable to move, and the stem cells were the thing that literally gave him back his life. And that was only, you know, like when they did the taping of it, it was only months <clears throat> prior to that. And one of the things that I've always said to people is that toys are much more than just, you know, a toy. They can be assistive devices. And as I said about Dr. Linda Mona, who's a PhD, her comment was that people with disabilities are much more creative with products and toys because they have to be. Now, they may need to have, be slightly longer or you may need to have like a selfie stick to use them because to hold them in place, but the, there is a huge range of products and ideas to choose from and a code that you can enter so you can get a decrease in the price from a manufacturer. That's one of the things that I'm going to be you know, looking into doing. One thing that I caution people about, whatever you're looking at, statins, anti-psych, anti-anxiety, ADH meds, Adderall, Ritalin, the, those meds, you may call them study buddies, they're creating erectile issues for college-age men. That's not good. So anyways, that's going to be the kind of the outline of what my next ebook is going to be, talking about chronic conditions and sex when your body changes. Any questions, you know where to find me, Lou, uh, office at loupaget.com or on my website. And I hope you have a fabulous rest of the week. And if you do have any, you know, chronic issues, please reach out to me and I'll do what I can to give you some help. Take care. Bye for now. Thank you for being a part of Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with host Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou Paget 